Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Franz Schaller. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 171 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the stream by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something that you like. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. You'll be greeted by awesome people, people like Kodiak Moonwolf. Uh, Vaxer, Aerslia, Harvey P27, Like Jetski, Link31254, Pudding, Res TV, TF Wagner, and of course the Lurkers. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me whenever I record the show. It makes it a lot more fun. Uh, let's talk about ways that you can get a hold of me. Um, you can get a hold of me by emailing me runjumpstomp at gmail.com you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP that's 260-786-5867 you can join the discord by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord and uh, we'll talk to you whether we're streaming or not and of course stop by that live stream at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp and and we can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about while I'm streaming so uh, I appreciate you guys. Let's go ahead and start with the news. My puppet body is ready. So there was a little bit of hype earlier this week, and I didn't get to cover it on Tuesday because I was sick. Uh, and I, I, I appreciate the understanding uh, that people sent me on Twitter and stuff and the emails that I got saying, you know, take your time to come back. Uh, I'm feeling a lot better today. I'm still a little stuffy, so that's why I don't sound exactly like I normally do. Uh, but... I'm feeling probably at 75%, and uh, hopefully by tomorrow I'll have that last 25%. Uh, but earlier in the week, there was a lot of hubbub around about Animal Crossing, and it's because Nintendo, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was accidentally or not, so I'll, I'll use some air quotes here, and Nintendo accidentally, uh, they pushed changes to their Animal Crossing website, uh, early, uh, and there were no bombshells. There was not like no big leaks or anything. It was just like, this is a place for a video to go. And they had like a breath of the wild video, like as a placeholder there. And this is where a news story would go. And, you know, a lot of people were then taking that information and saying, look, I don't think that, I don't think that Nintendo would be updating their animal crossing site if we didn't have some new Animal Crossing news coming soon. Now, I guess since the story broke, the Animal Crossing site went back to the way it was. And honestly, who are these people that discover this stuff? Like, 
these people are hardcore where they're just refreshing like all right i'm today i'm going to go to the animal crossing site and then um, i'm going to go to the mario party site and then i'm going to go to the mario golf site and i'm going to go to all these different sites and see if there's any differences and you know maybe we'll notice them um but a lot of people are speculating that we're going to be getting some Animal Crossing news soon. Um, I don't disagree with that. This doesn't guarantee that. But if you hear rumors about a new Animal Crossing game, that's probably where it's coming from is based on the idea that uh, there's some Animal Crossing changes happening to the website. Um, Vaxer in chat says Animal Crossing people with no life or job are doing that. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So that's okay. He said people with no life or job are the ones who are going to the site every day. I don't know. I, I bet you that there's probably somebody out there who just has bots that watch for these changes and then it alerts. Um, but as far as Animal Crossing goes, I used to think the same thing. I used to think it was kind of a lame looking game. And then based on all of the really good press that... Um, uh, that Animal Crossing New Leaf got on the 3DS, uh, I, I decided to pick it up and try it out. And I was really, really surprised at how fun the game was. And I actually, like, we have three copies here in my house because I have it, my son has it, and my wife has it. And when we had that game, we would usually just sit there and... Um, and we would sit all next to each other on the couch and be playing Animal Crossing and be like, hey, do you have... Uh, do you have cherries? I got a quest for cherries or some, some whatever random fruit. And we'd go to each other's uh, towns and stuff and look around. And it's actually a really fun and addictive game. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it coming to the switch. I'm not, I'm not convinced a hundred percent that it's going to come to the switch. It all depends on how much money animal crossing mobile is making. And I've, I've heard that it's making, uh, quite a bit of money, not as much as Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, but it's making more than Super Mario Run. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to Animal Crossing coming to the Switch. I think that it still will come to the Switch, even if Animal Crossing Mobile is doing well. Um, but there's no guarantees because Nintendo might say, you know what, that that's going to be our mobile franchise and we'll keep updating that uh, in order to bring it more in line with the other Animal Crossing games. And you know, to be honest, the cell phone really is the perfect place to play the Animal Crossing style of gameplay because you always have your cell phone with you, even when you don't have your Switch. And uh, the the ability to be able to pull that uh, out of your pocket and just do something real quick and then put it back, it's, it's much easier to do that than it is to do the same thing with the Switch. And that's just because the cell phones are smaller. Um, and the way that Animal Crossing works is you're constantly, um, you know, the 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 daytime. Uh, how do I time passes in real time in Animal Crossing? So uh, as the as the clock goes, like you have to accomplish certain tasks at certain times of the day. And, you know, it might be obtrusive to get your switch out for that. Whereas pulling your your uh, phone out of your pocket, that's really, really easy. Um Again, I'm not saying that I don't want Animal Crossing to come to the Switch because I think it would be cool, but I'm I struggle to see the motivation for Nintendo. What do you think? Speaking of updates, ARMS was now updated to 5.3. Uh, they've got this new dashboard feature, which they added. I actually haven't had a chance to sit down and take a look at it because I've been working on some other stuff. 
Uh, but I'll tell you what, what they said on the patch notes. Uh, it says, new dashboard feature has been added. Check out the latest rankings and tons of useful videos from the dashboard. You can see the following. The latest worldwide and regional rankings. Uh, party crash ranking by time slots. Arms tips and techniques uh, video collection, a fighter focus video collection with tips for each fighter, uh, tournament clips so you can learn from the best. 15 images were also added to the gallery. Korean language is now supported and they adjusted the abilities of some fighters as well as some arms. All right. So for those of you, every time I load up arms, I, I in the bottom left, they always have this one uh thing it's called uh party crash down in the bottom left and i always look at it and i'm like what the hell is this and then i move on and just play uh i i never do much research into figuring out what it is and i think that nintendo has done a bad job at showing what exactly party crash is so if you are somebody who plays a bunch of arms and you know what party crash is i would love it if you could write in runjumpstomp at gmail.com and let me know because i don't know what it is I, I just don't get it i like this dashboard feature where it's showing us uh the the latest rankings i i, I like that a lot so you can see where you place i'm sure that i'm going to place somewhere near the bottom and i'm okay with that because i'm still having fun uh, but it's it's interesting. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were upset when they said ARMS is not going to have any more updates. But they what they meant is that ARMS is not going to have any more new characters. Well, definitely no new characters. Whether or not they'll bring in new um, levels, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that whatever they were doing, they probably have a skeleton crew working on now. And um, uh, whatever they were doing before all those developers have probably moved on to some other project which is good because we need we need more projects we need new games and i know i can't wait to see what the team that did uh, arms and mario kart 8 deluxe is going to do next because uh that's the same team as far i think it is anyway uh and i i'm excited to see what they're going to do next in I also am happy that they're continuing to update uh, ARMS with new stuff. I think that the dashboard is a good feature, and I can't wait to check it out some more. I haven't mentioned anything about this until now, and, and this is really more of a, you know, what's new with Nintendo show. It's not really what's old for the most part. And um, Billy Mitchell who, if you don't know who he is, he is actually, uh, he's had a documentary made about him called The King of Kong, uh, Fistful of Quarters. And it was basically a, a movie about uh, him and the other guy whose name I can't remember, uh, you know, racing to get the best score in Donkey Kong. And it's very, very interesting. I guess there was some controversy about whether or not Billy Mitchell was playing his game uh, Donkey Kong, uh, and he's he was currently the world record holder for Donkey Kong for the highest score, and there was some controversy as to whether or not he was using an emulator to play his game, uh, because I guess the rules are that you have to be playing on the original hardware. And um, Link31254 says the other person's name is Steve Weeby. Or Weeb, I don't know how to say the guy's name. But yeah, I remember that now. It's Steve Weeb. Um, well, 
I guess that, uh, and if you've never seen that movie, it's definitely worth watching. It's really awesome. Uh, very, very interesting. And it's a, it's just a fun watch, especially if you like video games. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you do. Um, well, thanks to No Hero on the Discord for posting this story. Uh, I guess after uh, many months of researching the governing board of the world record of video games, uh, Twin Galaxies, there the administration there they determined that there was, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a dispute by uh, somebody named Jeremy Young, uh, and Jeremy Young is the person who said, "No, I think that Billy Mitchell is." Uh, using an emulator in order to uh, get his world records. Well, Twin Galaxies has now agreed with Jeremy Young. And so what they've done is they've taken all of his scores and they've been removed from the Twin Galaxies leaderboards, which is that's pretty, uh, pretty hefty penalty. Um, I don't know if that's because they can't tell if all of his scores were played on emulated stuff or if it was on original hardware like there's really no way for for me to know that but um it looks like billy mitchell no longer has the world record for donkey kong and it looks like he doesn't have any world records anymore according to twin galaxies and i haven't talked about this too much because it's not real i mean yes it's video game news but it's not like the kind of video game news that I usually cover. Uh, but it seems like now that it's come to a conclusion, I could I could just let you guys know about it. Uh, and yeah, I, again, honestly, if you haven't watched The King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, that is a fantastic documentary. And um, I highly recommend that you check it out. I don't know where you can find it. Uh, it might be on Netflix. I think I watched it on Netflix, but that was like, I don't know, three or four or five years ago, something like that. Uh, but definitely check it out if you haven't. So there's a game coming to the Switch, which I've kind of like just kind of kept my eye on, not really paying too much attention to it. I didn't want to get spoiled on it at all. And, you know, I've heard other places talk about this game uh, on other devices and that the game is ease eight which is a japanese arpg and i always every time that i have looked at the ease series i've never played one but you know i've seen them on steam quite a few times and i always looked at them and said to myself you know those look kind of cool and i'm interested in them but it never was enough interest to get me to pull the trigger. And so, you know, Ease 8 is coming to the Switch, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, maybe I'll check that out when it comes out, but I'm not super excited about it. Well, they, they just released some Switch gameplay videos, and I was watching them um, because somebody had posted them in chat, and I can't remember who right now, but uh, somebody had posted that, and as I was watching, I was like, wow, this game looks like it's a lot of fun. Like, the combat looks really, really fast and fluid. And Ease 8 looks like a good game. And, you know, it, it, it's tough for me because I have this I have this issue where I always want to play everything. Like, I don't like jumping into a new series when I haven't played the old games, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I have the Nathan Drake um, whatever on my PS4 
not the newest one, but the one before that. And, you know, I, I heard that that game is fantastic, but I haven't played the first two of them. I think the third one is the one that I had. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to go back and play the original ones. And they were pretty good. And I didn't finish it, but it didn't hold my attention. And I still haven't played the one that came with my PS3. I'm sorry, my PS4. And that's just the way that I have always been. I've always been like the the one where you have to, you know, I can't watch a new an, an episode of a TV show unless I've seen the whole series. So I usually tend to go back to the beginning of a series and try and catch up completely before I watch something new because I don't I don't ever want to be lost. And uh, Ease 8 coming to the Switch, uh, you know, I, I kept thinking to myself, well, I haven't played any of the other ones. And Japanese games are notoriously long. And the idea of getting myself to go through seven of these games, that's a little daunting. So I may have to break my rule for this. Um, but Ease 8 looks really, really fun. And if you want to check out the the videos that got my attention, uh, just check check out the link in the show notes. It The game looks really fun. Uh, it, it has this cool mechanic where it's like you're switching between characters. Uh, I liken it a lot to Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2, uh, except you kind of have all of the characters with you, and then you just hit a button to switch between them rather than having like a team of people following you around and you know i don't know if that's better or worse or whatever but i've i've heard that ease 8 is really really good so i i definitely want to check it out uh nintendo 2012 in chat says the games don't have a chronology so that's great that means i can jump in and i'm not going to be lost you know kind of like final fantasy where it doesn't matter which one you start with because they don't really follow each other except for i think it was the final fantasy 13 games um, in a, on a related note, uh, Ease 8 is being published by NIS America, and there's another story from NIS America here, um, and that is that Nintendo Switch sales have doubled uh, simultaneous PS4 versions. Uh, so that's actually pretty interesting. This comes from Resetera. Uh, they said, we're starting to do more on Nintendo Switch. SNK Heroines is not the only one. They support us in a good way. Compared to that, Sony is not friendly with small publishers like us. They just care about big Japanese companies. Now, since uh, this story has come out, uh, NIS America has actually issued an apology to Sony saying that uh, I guess the things were taken out of context or something like that. Um, I got it in an email and then I read it through it and I was like, oh, cool. And then I deleted it and then and I forgot that I had this story in the show notes. So uh, I don't remember exactly what the apology is, but I'm sure you can Google it and find it. Um, but then they said that, um, oh, it says also if we simultaneously release a Switch version and a PS4 version of the same title, currently the sales trend is two to one. That means the Switch version sells twice as much as the PS4 version both physically and digitally. A lot of PS4 titles are coming up, so the market is very competitive. Compared to that, the Switch market still has lots of room for publishers to make money. Uh, they went on to say for Disgaea 5, the Switch sold very well. It sold just under 200,000 units in the West. I guess that's very well. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, they said maybe 40% of these people already had the PS4 version, so why did they buy the same game again? 
because it's the function of a handheld that the Switch have. I'm sorry, has. And Sony decided to withdraw from the PS Vita market. The memory size limitation of the Vita was just one gigabyte, but Disgaea is eight gigabytes. So Disgaea fans want to play it on handheld. There's no Disgaea 5 on a Sony format. So Switch is the perfect platform. Uh, then they, they they finished up by saying this is why the Nintendo Switch platform is growing naturally. So, all right. Wow, that's really some rough words from NIS America uh, for Sony. And I can totally get why uh, NIS America had issued that apology saying, I'm sorry, we, we, we shouldn't have said what we said. Um, so they kind of took that back. But it doesn't stop the fact that Nintendo Switch, if you if if NIS America is launching a game on both the PS4 and the Switch on the same day, Switch sales were two to one. That is crazy to me because there are way more PS4s out there than there are Nintendo Switches. I mean, Nintendo Switch is catching up. It's selling like really fast, but there's more PS4s out there in the wild than there are Nintendo Switches. So the idea that the Switch would sell two uh, or twice as many copies as the PS4, that's just bananas to me. And I, I'm I I understand why because people want to be able to take the game wherever it is that they want to take it, and you know I think that it shows that Nintendo has kind of been on the right track all along. Good graphics are important, but taking your being able to make take your game with you is much more important than having the prettiest visuals in a game. And gameplay is more important than the prettiest visuals in the game. And a lot of times I feel like both Sony and Microsoft, they get into this war where they are like, our visuals are better. No, our visuals are better. Well, our system has this many more teraflops than your system and meanwhile nintendo's just like our games are really fun and that's really what's most important here is that that the games are really fun and for me for the most part if i have to choose and of course i'm doing a nintendo podcast so there you go but if i have to choose between a game uh, buying it for my PS4 or buying it for my Switch, most of the time I'm going to pick the Switch because I like the fact that I can take it with me. I can move it to some other TV if I want uh, because I have a dock in here. I've got a dock on in my bedroom and I've got a dock down in on our big screen TV. And I want to be able to put the Switch, you know, take my game and play it wherever the hell I feel like and not be locked down. Whereas if I want to play my PS4, I have to come into the nerd nest here, uh, my little office. And this is the only place that I can play my PS4 games because that's where my PS4 is. Now, that being said, there are some cases where uh, I feel like the PS4 is a better solution. First off, of course, the games will almost always look better on the PS4, uh, but at the same time, that's not super important. However, if I don't think it's the kind of game where I will play uh, all over the place, then I'm much more likely to get it on PS4. For example, Doom. Like I, I haven't bought Doom for any of those platforms because I have it on PC, but I, I feel like 
Well, actually, Doom's not really a great example. Uh, we'll say like a horror game. Like, like let's say that the Alien Isolation 2 comes out, which is one of my favorite games of all time, Alien Isolation. Uh, and let's say that comes out. I'm probably going to be playing that on PS4. I want the visuals to look as good as they are. Or, I'm sorry, as they can. And I don't want my son seeing that game. It's uh, It's scary. And... That's the kind of game where I would say, well, all right, I'm not going to play portably. And it wouldn't make much sense to play a horror game portably. You're going to throw your Switch. Like, I know that I've seen, uh, I think it was, um, there's a, oh gosh, what's the name of the game? There's a scary game. There's two of them, and it's just came to the Switch recently, and I saw a commercial where this guy was playing, oh, I can't remember the name of the game, but he's playing a horror game. And something scared him and he screams and he's sitting in this room filled with people and everybody stops to look at him and he's sitting there with a switch. Um, there's going to be people who throw their switch. Outlast is the game. Thank you, putting in chat. Um, Outlast is the game. So the guy is playing Outlast and something in the game scares him and he screams and then everybody stops and looks at him. That doesn't make sense to me. Why would I want to do that? You know, when I could have it on a big screen with the lights down. And yes, I could have it on a big screen with the lights down on the Switch and have the ability to take it with me. But sometimes it makes sense to do it on PS4 or Xbox One. And sometimes it makes sense to go with Switch. And for me, for the most part, I think Switch is the the right way to go for most games. But some games, they belong on the PS4, in my opinion. And it looks like most people agree with me because uh, NIS America is selling Switch games two times as fast as they're selling PS4 games. And does this mean, I mean, if, if, if the past is precedent and you look at what happened with the Wii era where Nintendo brought out the Wii and people flocked to it like crazy. And what happened at the next E3? Microsoft brought out Kinect. Sony brought out PS Move, and both of those things kind of flopped, but they were kind of chasing Nintendo. And with numbers like this, it makes me wonder if we're going to see a revival of the uh, the PS Vita. It makes me wonder if Microsoft is going to make a portable console. And I wonder if we're going to be seeing things like that at E3 this year. Now, that would be really weird because, you know, Sony kind of wrote off the portable market and and Microsoft has never been interested in the portable market. It doesn't seem like unless you count the Zune. Um, So I'm really curious as to what exactly it is that we're going to be seeing at E3 in response to numbers like this. And I I guarantee that NIS America is not the only ones who are seeing this, uh, these numbers where double the Switch games are selling than PS4. All right, we are already at around 25 minutes, so I'm going to take the rest of the show and compress it. And we kind of have a lot more than I would think uh, we normally do because I didn't have a show on Tuesday. Uh, so let's let's lightning around the rest of these. Uh, first off, I've got two videos on my YouTube channel that I want you guys to check out if uh, you are interested. First off, uh, we've got the latest episode 
of the NES archive. This time it was about Gumshoe, which is a really weird game where you make a guy jump by shooting at him with your NES zapper. Weird game. Make sure that you check out that video over at Run Jump Stomp. No, at YouTube.com slash Run Jump Stomp. Uh, we've also got uh, another video over there, and that is my full review of Skies of Fury DX for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I will give you the quick uh, idea right here is that I really, really enjoy the game. Uh, it's very, very, uh, very, very fun. It's very, very fun, and I'm looking forward to hopefully the developer uh, doing some online stuff so we can shoot at each other. Uh, if you want to check out the full review, uh, again, that's youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, uh, and that's the Skies of Fury DX uh, review is over there on YouTube. All right, another video that's not one of mine but uh, is got my attention is this video that is just showing off the motion controls uh, of a battle royale that's coming to the, nin nin the Nintendo Switch called Crazy Justice. Uh, and it's 60 frames per second. Uh, it's got motion controls, which for like motion aiming, which in the video, it looks really good. And all I could think of when I was watching this is Fortnite, you are leaving money on the table by not doing this. And Crazy Justice looks really fun. I was I was a little interested in it. Uh, but now that it's got uh, motion aiming, I am all in. I can't wait for this game to come out and I'm definitely going to uh, be picking it up. Uh, speaking of things that people are going to be picking up. If you have kids, go get their ears covered because you don't probably don't want them to know about this. But Yokai Watch 4 is officially coming to Switch. Now, my son has played three of the other three games in the series. He's a big fan of it. Uh, I don't think he watches the cartoon, but he likes the game. And uh, if, as soon as he sees this, he's going to be asking for it. And so Yokai Watch 4 is not going to be a 3DS game. <laughs> Excuse me. It's going to be a Nintendo Switch game instead. Um, let's see what else, uh, Manticore Galaxy on Fire. This is a game that was supposed to come out uh, in March and then it was, it was on the last day before it was supposed to come out. It got delayed and they didn't know when it was coming out. And now according to the eShop, uh, we've got a full date of April 19th is when that game is coming out, uh, really quick, uh, PSA for you guys, uh, Rocket League. Uh, you can now link your Nintendo account to your Rocket League account. And what this will do is um, if there's like a tournament or something and you watch the tournament on Twitch, uh, it will get you some in-game items on your Nintendo Switch. Now, uh, it'll only work with whatever is your primary account. So when you link, so what you do is you uh, turn on Rocket League on uh, the Nintendo Switch go into the extras menu, you link your Nintendo account, then you have to go to rewards.rocketleague.com to finish linking your account. And let's say that you also have that on the PS4 or you also have it on PC or Xbox, whatever, wherever it is that you have Rocket League, you have to pick which one of these is your primary system. And then if you watch Rocket League stuff on Twitch, like during uh, championships or something, you'll get in-game items delivered to whatever is your primary account. For me, it's going to be my Nintendo Switch version. So uh, that's awesome. I think that's uh, that's good. And um, let's see what people in chat are talking about. Uh, Res TV says, wake me when Fortnite releases on Switch. 
Uh, Pudding says that will never happen. Vaxxer says, I don't understand why Fortnite made a PUBG thing free and stuff, but they still didn't finish the main game. Uh, Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. So for those of you that don't know, Fortnite started out as this really weird um, co-op game where you were fighting against zombies that would uh, come after you and you could like build a base to to stay safe, I guess. And for me, I didn't I, you know, I thought that was kind of cool, but when they pivoted and you know they saw what, what PUBG was doing and they pivoted um to kind of copy what PUBG was doing um i thought it was much more fun and i think vaxer is going to be unhappy with this but that's not the main game anymore the main game is the PUBG thing and uh yeah they're doing that for free because they can sell skins and stuff and as far as uh as as far as Fortnite goes i really like their um oh what's the word that i'm looking for i like their monetization model because their monetization model is good for them as a company but it's also good for consumers because it doesn't it doesn't lock anything behind a paywall you can enjoy the same game that everybody else gets to enjoy without spending any money and i think that's fantastic uh res tv says best part of the main game is the ability to get v bucks without using real money I don't really even pay attention to that stuff. I Whenever I play Fortnite, I just turn it on, go in, I get killed a few times, and then I'm done. Um, uh, Pudding says the main game of Fortnite was the co-op tower defense. And Res TV says Fortnite Battle Royale is the game that is played every day in my house. Your kids love it. And my my son loves that game too. And I'll tell you what. You know, I work in a school and my students will not stop talking about Fortnite. It is It is on the forefront of their minds all of the time. They're constantly talking about it. And, um, uh, that is the kind of, that is the kind of, uh, thing that you want to happen to your company. So I think that, uh, I think it's Epic games. I think Epic games. Uh, I think Epic games did the right thing by doing that. I just hope that they bring it to the switch because, uh, it, uh, what's what's the game justice of crazy justice i think it's yeah crazy justice it looks a lot like fortnite uh without the building and i think it's fantastic that we're going to get this kind of game on the switch but it's too bad that it's not going to be fortnite because that's what everybody's going to be playing however you know that being said uh when before fortnite switched over to this battle royale thing you know everybody was playing PUBG. So who knows what the next thing is? I mean, this is just like when Facebook upset um, MySpace, you know, and whatever was before MySpace and whatever was before that. Who knows? Well, that is it for the show today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned earlier. If you are looking for ways to support the show, uh, you can support my content by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Uh, lots of people have been doing that. I really appreciate it. If you don't have any money to spend, that's totally fine. Uh, you can support the show just by uh, listening to it and sharing it with a friend. And of course, if you guys could take a little bit of time out of your day and review the show on iTunes, that would definitely help with visibility. Uh, I read every single review that I get. And uh, when when I get some five-star reviews, uh, I I shout them out on the show. I, won't, I don't read the whole review, but I shout out the people who give them. I really appreciate it. It really does help. I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.